welcome to the big topic in women's MMA. Frank Posen here along with Sean Humes. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and my other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast, which I did yesterday. Okay, Swan, let's get started with uh, last Saturday's UFC show. We had um, Irene Aldana beat Yana Kunitskaya by a first-round TKO. And I, I guess what happened was, I don't know what it, what it was, uh, uh, Swan, uh, Yana seemed to get off balance there, and she got knocked down, and that was the end of it. Um, well, before we discuss the fight, we both cleared that Yana is probably the smarter, probably the headier fighter, showed more skills. But the one thing we we harped on, or mentioned at least, that I, was that Irina Donna is the better athlete. She's bigger, she's more durable, she's stronger. Eunice Kuniskaya was going to have to get through that first round pre-game for her to win the fight because then she could walk her down and wear her out. But she didn't. She she came out really hard throwing kicks and spinning kicks and getting into exchanges. And I really think that um, the extra energy from not making weight gave Irina a little bit more of a kick and a little bit more confidence because she wasn't tired. She seemed to be moving faster and with more urgency. And if you're going to trade shot for shot with Aldana, who's still one of the better athletes in Bantamweight and one of the more durable ones, uh, that's going to be a losing proposition. She was just being too eager. She didn't come behind a jab. She wasn't setting things up. She just came out like throwing volume and, and trying to get into a firefight. And Jan and Kuna can win a firefight. She doesn't hit hard enough. And she sure as hell doesn't take it a good enough punch. And when she's fighting at that rate, her defense falls apart. So she served herself up for Aldana. She hit Aldana a lot. She couldn't hurt her. And once Adonna realized she can hurt her, she just walked through her. It's it's, it's she, just that simple. She she misses a lot. Not accurate. She, she you know you're basically look. It's like I told you, okay? She got that fight with a judge's gift. She did not deserve to get win that fight. Period. I don't even shit what the opponent did. Okay, she. He get the opponent in this particular case did not get credit for stuff that she did. Okay, and this is a problem with the judges in the case mm-hmm. that what happens a lot of times is Bob Bennett goes to discuss it with him and tells him, "Look, you guys got to stop doing this. We don't hear about it because it's not done in public." Okay, so the point is, she got an undeserved opportunity and she got knocked out. Well, I, I, and while I, I'm always aware of that and I respect that point of view, the re, re, only reason I ever argue with you is because I'm not just looking at it from the position of a judge. I have to look at a position from somebody who's worked with a fighter. Yeah, the judge has screwed it up, but I can't allow the judge to screw up to make you think that what you did was okay. That was dumb. Stop doing that. But so. she's always done it, Sean. That's how she fights. Sean. Yanukovskaya. Yes. Has been fighting for ten years. I saw her fight in Freddie Russia. She's been fighting like that her whole career. E- even in fighting that, she still, to me, has a better skill set than Aldana. She just had to fight with some common sense. And for some reason, 
In her last two fights, she showed some poise and she showed some discipline. In this fight, she threw it out the window. And I don't understand why you would take that approach to someone who now is coming in probably 15 to 20 pounds heavier than you, who is already stronger, already faster, already hits harder, and is more durable. So your answer is to run right at them? That's inexcusable. When she okay. fought Cyborg, she fought Cyborg, she didn't run right at her. She tried to sneak and get a takedown and work her over. Because she, she knew, if she, cause she she knew what would happen. Because but that would have happened if she ran that would have worked. It's because she knew what would happen if she runs in the sideboard. But the point is, obviously, what it was is she didn't really fear uh, or have any uh, trepidation of, of Irene, which she should be. And she isn't. And her team is stupid. Well, if they, you know, if they don't understand the young listen, 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 super fragile, you, then they're idiots. You know, her coach is fighting this Saturday, right? Who's he? Tiago Moises, man, that's your boyfriend. That dude is not exactly. He's a dynamic fighter. He's very athletic. I don't know that he's a super high IQ fighter. All I'm saying is, if she thought Irina Aldana wasn't capable of physically imposing her will on her, she nuts. Their history, their history tells that story. All right. What about this missing weight business? She says she was having female problems, which is not. it, It does happen. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to assume she really has female problems because otherwise it like everybody else does it for the advantage of energy, punching power and durability. She knows if, if, if she was doing it to cheat, then she knows that Kuniskaev is going to try to walk her down and extend her, set a pace and tire her out. So not cutting that extra whatever pounds is going to give her a little bit more energy and make her durability a little bit better, at least early. But well, if she just having, if just having female problems, then you can't avoid that. But yeah, Kuna well, she she has go ahead. She hasn't done it before, so let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Now, who's her next opponent? It's not going to be a title shot. But we've got a couple of different yeah. choices. We've got Aspen Lad. We've got Jermaine Durandami, and we got a third fighter that we're going to talk about in a minute. Okay who is a definite possibility, but we're going to talk about her in a minute because she's, got, she's going to be on the same show. So she's going to be let's... Like, we, 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 we didn't... We didn't... Irene Aldana? I don't think Julia is high enough ranked at this point. Okay. All right? I think the other two are... Like, she's up to number three or number four or something like that. And Julia's not there. Okay, okay. fair enough. Okay, uh, but there's a third fighter. We're going to talk about her in a couple of minutes. Now, let's go to this other fight that we had here at, at uh, Flyway. It was um, Jennifer Maya beat uh, Jessica I by unanimous decision. Now, Swan, let me ask you a question. When we were talking about this fight last week, what was my number one concern about this fight? Outside of the fact that neither one of them are very good. Well, I thought, obviously, that this fight was going to stink. It was going to stink out the joint and suck. It's the type of fight that I don't like to see in women's MMA because it'll turn fans off of the product. Okay. And it did. Uh, it was an awful fight. It was terrible. Which one won? 
Who, who won that fight? I'll be damned if I know. They were both terrible. Okay, so yeah. let's talk about the fighters a bit. First of all, Jennifer Meyer, they're both former title contenders, but they're, I don't think they're very good. Jennifer is a boxer from Brazil. She trains at uh, Shootbox in Curitiba. People always ask me about her. I've known about her for 10 years. She's really waiting for 10 years. Oh, she trains at Shootbox. Is she like Chris Cyborg? They said, I wish she was like Chris Cyborg. She's a, she's a mediocre boxer with no power. You need to understand. You, you are not the biggest Chris Cyborg fan. So for you to say that means something. Yeah, because she, she doesn't do what Chris Cyborg does. What Chris Cyborg does is very similar to what uh, Silva did. Why not Silva? Okay? What, what people have to understand about Jennifer Maya is she's a boxer. She doesn't do the other stuff that Chris Cyborg does. She's, she's a boxer. And the problem with her is she's like a Holly Holm boxer, which means she has no power. She's never knocked anybody out in her career. What the hell kind of boxer is that, right? Jessica, of course, is originally from Cleveland, but she now trains in Las Vegas. Schwan, you know who she's training with now? Mm. Kit Cope. She's training with Kit Cope. Do you remember Kit Cope? Gina Grana's ex-boyfriend? Yeah, that's him. <laughs> but here's the thing about Jessica. Here's the bottom line of Jessica. Okay? She hasn't fucking listened to her coaches. She does whatever the hell she wants. Even if it doesn't work, you saw that between rounds. They're trying to tell her what she should do, and she doesn't do it. Yeah, I've, uh, I used to know Jessica Eyes, one of her coaches previously, and we had many discussions about her because I would tell them, I'm like, it seems like she's allergic to success. Like, she'll have success <laughs> in a fight, and then if the person doesn't adjust, for some reason, she'll just stop doing whatever was winning her the fight. And if the person does adjust, even if she's being told to adjust, she has no concept of what she should be doing. She's, she's just so determined to fight her fight that she routinely exposes herself to things that she shouldn't expose herself to. Now, just to, now, just to be fair, in the first round, her, her corner told her that Jennifer Maya is running from you. She's not engaging. What Maya was doing was setting a trap for Jessica I because Jessica I wasn't kicking, so Maya wasn't punished for staying at range. And when Jessica I punches, she doesn't throw volume and she reaches. So what Maya was doing was, I'm going to stay a half step outside of her range. When Jessica reaches, I get her timing. I'm going to start countering her with shots to the body, kicks to the, kicks to the head because she backs straight up in a straight line and hooks and, and crosses over the top. And that's what she did. Jessica was reaching, and Je Jennifer I will, bam, bam. And Jessica would land one jab, but she wouldn't follow up. So then Jennifer Maya would kick her in the leg because she knew Jessica wasn't going to throw volume, wouldn't step in, and was going to reach with her shots. Jessica's corner told her wrong. They said, she's retreating. She's not retreating. She's setting a trap. And Jessica's walking into each and every single one of them. So they, they missed the call on that one. They said some good stuff. But after that first round, they looked to her and set her up because they made her think that when Maya's backing up, she's scared of her, and Maya's just getting her timing, timing and catching yeah. her coming in. And they'd never figure that out. Just to be listen, fair. Listen, listen. Here's the, here's the bottom line, Sean. It was an awful fight. You, you, look, you want to get back in the title picture? Is that a way to do it? Well, you could win fights. I mean, even if they're terrible fights, that's what Laura Murphy did. Sean, Sean, I, I get really tired of a win is a win. You know what I'm saying? Yes. 
Okay. When I, when it's, I to, look, when I deal with fighting, it's exciting, but ultimately you have to win. Name but, of the game. But, but you have to win in a way that makes the promotion want to book you higher up. You're telling me the Jennifer. So that's. I'd rather have a yeah, win. Yeah, but Jennifer Maya has never won a fight that way. Never, never, never. I've watched her for 10 years, and she's the least aggressive fighter I've ever seen in my life. Okay? We're talking over 10 years. She's consistently done this. She wins yeah. fights only because her opponents are idiots. And they don't well, see. They, they don't, don't see make what it. it takes to beat her. They don't, they don't, they might be idiots, but I'm like, who's the real idiot? Because there's people who are paid to watch film and they haven't figured this out. And I did in less than 30 seconds. So who is it? Is the fighter? Sean, Sean, I figured it out. I figured it out the first time I saw her. Well then, well, what you're saying then is these other camps are idiots because they're not teaching their fight. So it's not even the fighter. It's their camps. Their camps suck. Which It's her too. It's her too. Because you know what? Remember we had this discussion a couple of weeks ago. I said, I don't think some of these corners for women's MMA fighters take it seriously because there are egregious mistakes these opponents make and they don't ever capitalize on it. They do it with the men. They do not do it with the women. They send them out with some bullshit. Listen, as long as she keeps winning over mediocre fighters fighting that way, she ain't going anywhere. She's going to keep doing what she's doing because it's kind of working, Swan. Well, she will keep. She'll have a winning record, and she will keep a job, and that's important with the economy these these days. Yeah, but listen, you want to get back in the title picture. You got to be dominant. You can't just, you know, do nothing. That's and, true. And, but also, think, think about this. Think about this. She hasn't. She has a bunch of wins. She has more wins and losses. And even though the the win, Valentina, more or less dominated her fans and across the mixed martial arts community is she gave her a competitive fight. She tried that out for another two or three years because nobody else has been able to hang with Valentina and she was able to and actually won a round of her. Yeah. It was, that fight was exactly what I thought it would be. Garbage. I wouldn't go that far, but I understand. All right. All right. Let's move on to Saturday's show. And we got a big return coming in the co-main event. We got a bantamweight. We've got the return of Nisha Tate. And the opponent is Marion Renault. Let's start just quickly with Marion. This is her retirement fight. She's already said that's it. She's through. Okay, she's on a three-fight losing streak. They gave her this one last fight, and she's retiring after this fight. And that's it. Okay, so what we really want to talk about here is the return of Nisha Tate, okay? So, she retired in 2016 after she lost to Amanda Nunez. And fans have been asking me lately, like, what's she like now? Like, why did she retire and blah, 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 and all that stuff. And I think at the time, Shawan, I think she retired because she was very unhappy in her personal life, okay? She was in a relationship, long-term relationship at the time, with another UFC fighter, by the name of Brian Carolyn. And they were not getting along, tail end of the relationship. They eventually split up. She moved to Singapore, of all places, to go work for one championship. Okay? So when she was in Singapore, 
she met a guy there who happened to fight for one championship in 2019. His name is Johnny Nunez. Okay. And she's in a relationship with him. They now have two kids. So I think the main reason she came back is she's in a very happy relationship with a family and everything. And she's just more contented. And now she wants to go back and fight. Uh, I, did you watch some of those videos that she's done uh, in training videos? I have not. Okay. So I watched a couple of her training videos. She's still training at Extreme Couture with the same coaches she was using before. Okay, we, we all know who they are. And the point is, she looks pretty good. You know, so I wouldn't, she's, the I wouldn't. Other, she's, the, she's the other potential opponent for Arid Aldana. If, listen, if they're looking to get Misha back into the title picture, if she wins this fight, which I think she will, they're looking to get uh, Misha back into this title picture because she's a draw. Yeah, um, Misha's one. She's a draw. She helped. She helped make Ronda Rousey. In the story of Ronda Rousey, everybody talks about how Ronda's a big star. If Ronda didn't get that Misha Tate fight, that legitimized her. That really helped her. That time on Tough really helped her. And Misha's going to be a part of that. So Misha is one of the bigger stars in as far as mixed martial arts go in the UFC. It's Misha, maybe Holly and uh, Ronda probably still have the most cachet as a result. Uh, the only concern I have with Misha is, does she have the grit and the desire necessary to fight her style? Because a lot of what she does is make adjustments mid-fight. When you're unwilling to take a certain amount of punishment or walk through a certain amount of fire, you can't make those adjustments. So if she's no longer willing and able to take punishment, she's not going to have any chance, even against a fighter like Marianne Renault. Uh, Misha's probably the better grappler. She's probably... She's a better, more, more effective wrestler and probably a more effective striker. Renault's talented, but Renault's never been able to control where a fight takes place. She's always being dictated to. Someone's taking her down. Someone's defending her takedown. Someone's forcing her to strike. She's still a great athlete, but it just doesn't – it seems like her athleticism is waning and her inability to put things together in a mixed martial arts form has resulted in her having losses. As long as Misha Tate can take a shot and react well – uh, Misha should win this fight fairly handily. And um, yeah, Misha is a draw. We'll tune in to see her. And even in this division, Misha still is probably a top 10 contender, maybe even a top well, five. Th this is it. This is it. Now, I, I, one thing I want to mention, we do have a title fight coming up in a couple of weeks with uh, Amanda Nunez and Juliana Pena. And Misha would like Juliana to win. But I should okay. point out, yeah, well, I should point out that First of all, Julianne is an easier fight for her. But the other thing is they're close friends. They've been close friends for years. They're both from Washington. Okay? Julianne is from Spokane, and Misha is from Tacoma. So they've been pals for years. So I'm not surprised she picked Julianne. She's been good friends. But she's also a lot quicker than Marion. You know, okay, Marion's never been a full-time fighter. You know, she's always been teaching high school gym. Well, she's a very smart person. There's not a not not a lot of money to be made as a full time fighter. That's right. So the point is, I think Misha's a lot quicker. I think if she's in the same shape that she was in when she retired, uh, then she'll win the fight because she's just going to be a lot quicker than than Marion, and, and that's it. You yeah, know, as, uh, as she doesn't freeze up when she gets hit. It should be a fairly easy fight for her. Well, you would think so, but we're going to find out. Okay.
All right. The other fight on this show is uh, on the prelims, but less experienced fighters, at least in the UFC. And that is, this is at uh, Strawway. It is Amanda Limos versus uh, Montserrat Ruiz. And this fight was just put together, I think, about 10 days ago, right? And Amanda is from Para, Brazil. She is trained by the Alcantara brothers. One of those brothers, Yuri Alcantara, is a UFC fighter. And when she first signed with the UFC in 2017, she got suspended for drugs. It was obviously a probably tainted supplement or something like that, and she couldn't afford to fight it. And since she's returned, she's 3-0 in the strawweight division. She's looked very good. Uh, I expect her to win here because I don't think Montserrat Ruiz is any better than she fought. In her first fight, did she fight of a weight class, right? She fought a banner weight, right? That was before the drug suspension. Okay, yeah. I that make was sure. before the drugs that I was against Leslie Smith. She lost that. Fight. Yeah. But yeah, I don't she... really I don't really count that because first of all, it's way above her weight class. And two, it was before the drug suspension. Well, it was it was all the reason I, I, I make note of it is because Leslie Smith is one of the more durable fighters you'll ever see. And I feel like even w- with a size advantage, um, Lemos's power was apparent there. Yeah. But she's she's won three fights. She's 3-0 and since she's come back. Um, Montserrat Ruiz is from Mexico, but she trains in the Los, the Los Angeles area with the 10th Planet and also uh, MMA Kings, you know, Rafael Cordero, right? And... Um, uh, she was in. She was in Invicta. She went one and one in Invicta. She won her first fight in the UFC over Cheyenne Pies. That was back in February. Uh, I just don't think we've seen enough of her yet to know if she's any good or not. Uh, tell me what you think about this one. Um, Lemos can grapple a little bit. She can wrestle a little bit. She's mostly such a dynamic athlete that early on she should be able to dictate pace. I don't think that. Mascarat was able to do certain things to Cheyenne Baez because Baez lacked physicality and clearly didn't have any any real grappling challenge. Even though she's an attribute type fighter, leans on her explosiveness and her power and her strength, she's still shown some functionality as a grappler. So Mascarat is not just going to get in certain positions and just be able to dominate them completely. I wouldn't think that she'd be able to. Um, it's going to come down. You, to- let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Amanda Lemos? is one of the stronger straw weights? Uh, I would say so. Maybe okay. maybe not, maybe not, but more, definitely one of the more physical, physically punishing ones as far as her physicality. Because I, I actually say, I've seen her in the last, her last three fights. You know, if she wins this fight here, she's going to be ranked, and then we're going to start, start seeing if she really has something, okay? Yeah, she's been winning her, she's, she's, but a lot of her success has been based on her ability to physically dominate people. Yeah, and I think she'll do that here too. But then I think we need to start seeing her uh, move up. Yeah, and where, like you said, you'll you'll start because you don't when you have a huge advantage. It's the same thing when you have these big name stars like who came from KSW, uh, the kickboxer. Uh, oh, I can't, um, I can't remember her name. The Queen of Violence. She was. She seemed like a Hall of Famer. Mm. Ari, Ari, Ariane Lipsky. Yeah. At Lipsky, you have girls like Sam Hughes. You have all these 
Hannah, Hannah, whatever her name, that keeps hiding the ciphers. You had girls who looked good outside of it. And then once the talent level matches, all of a sudden you see all the holes in their game. Right now, Lima seems almost unstoppable because she, her power is such a defining factor, the weight class. But what happens when you face someone who can take that power? What happens when you can't just get out of a position or just force your way into a position? Now it's going to come down to skill, poise, and discipline. And we don't know if she has that yet because she's been facing outmatched opponents. Mascarat, how do you say her name? Mascarat? Montserrat. Montserrat. She at least has a stylistic advantage where she can make this tougher, but I don't know that she can take a punch, and I don't know what she does against a fighter who actually knows how to grapple because we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Okay, so those are the two fights that are on Saturday. Now, we also want to talk about uh, tomorrow night's Bellator show, and uh, we've got a main event and a title fight here. But I first want to, again, as I always do, Talk about how you watch this because in the U.S. you watch it on Showtime. Everywhere else in the world, you're going to be able to watch it on YouTube. Okay, and um, for those who are WWE fans, this fight will air after SmackDown is finished. Okay, because the uh, um, Bellator main card starts at 9 p.m., so this fight will air until like I think 11 or 10:45, something like that. Anyways, it's Juliana Velasquez uh, defending her uh, Bellator Flyweight Championship against uh, Denise Kielholz. And, you know, Schwan, I haven't seen anything from Denise Kielholz that makes me think that she could beat somebody like this. Um, I, w- I would agree. I she She's kind of faced girls who can fight a little bit, but in my opinion, were a little bit overmatched regarding her. She's shown, she's shown a good chin. She's shown some power. She's shown, obviously, good striking skills. But no she, hasn't faced, she hasn't faced athletes who, were, athletes who are durable enough or physical enough to get past that first layer of offense or defense with her. They're so fearful of her power and the sharpness of her strikes that they, 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 let, they let her work at the pace she wants. They give her the shot she wants because they're fearful. And I guess they have a good reason. I'm thinking uh, her – I'm thinking the champion – has a little bit more confidence in her chin and definitely feels like she's a better wrestler and grappler so that if she can get through, navigate that the, that first layer of strikes, the right hand, the jab, the leg kick, if she can get in on she can essentially dominate her, tie her up in clinches, and if worst case scenario, get, take her down and, and submit her. But I fully expect the champion to exchange with her on the feet. I think she's going to look to meet her at her strengths, break her will, and then finish her. So it's going to be exciting because the champion's going to take chances. Let me ask you a question. Does, can Denise Kielholz, we know she's a kickboxer, she's a championship caliber kickboxer. Can she do anything on the ground? Um, we have, I mean, she's she's got some basic skills, but it's all rooted in her ability to intimidate people with her striking. Girls don't even really attempt to take her down or set up takedowns because they're so fearful of being countered. Um, and, let me ask think- you, and, let me, and let me ask this other question, okay, which I know people don't want to hear this, but is she just getting the title shot because she's hot? I think she's, I mean, she hasn't beaten anybody really elite, to be quite honest. Her and um, Juliana have faced completely different types of opposition. It is her being attractive, but I think part of it is because they're trying to go for an international sell. She's a kickboxer. She's big in the kickboxing world. Maybe we can, if she wins, it's be a whole new promotion and backing behind her. Yeah. And it's an exciting fight. She's been knocking I everybody I think her hotness has a lot to do with it. I mean, she can fight. She's not like Valerie Lareda. I'm not. Look at Schwan. 
she can kickbox. Whether she can fight or not, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, but it's, I can't blame her because they're not good enough to get her to, to, to expose that hole in her. Mm. Look at it. it it's a t- <laughs> you know Scott Coker's been doing this sort of thing for a long time. Yeah. It's not unusual. I think that's nuts. Who are they trying to push now? They're trying to push this Russian girl who's going to be on this show. And what does she do? She goes and she misses weight. Yeah, I mean, they, they're trying to find a draw. They can really get fans behind them, really get the, the companies to, to really invest money in them because, because they have a breakout star. Yeah. Ronda, he has Let, Tina Carano, I, he has Cyborg. He has Cyborg. That's Tina right. That's right. That's right. When, when, when we think, remember, we also got Misha Tate fighting this weekend, and the guy who made her is Scott Coker. Well, yeah, that's why, that's why if I'm Coker, I do feel a little bit of pride because – all your biggest stars in the UFC are people I can't find any of these people. Almost the still the biggest stars in your divisions are people like Amanda Nunes didn't come up in the UFC. She came up in a strike force. I, I understand what he sees that and he sees Denise as someone with star potential. And, and this should be an exciting fight because the champion is going to engage her in striking. But um, my concern for, is this after this fight, what's the next exciting matchup for either fighter? By the way, Valentina Shevchenko was not in strike Yeah, that, that's true. Okay. All right. Anyway, so uh, I'm the, the, the other two women's fights that are on this show, I'm not going to be watching them because I'm going to be watching SmackDown, but I am going to watch this fight. And again, most of the world can see the Bellator show, whether it's the main card or the prelims. You can watch the whole thing on YouTube. You know, um, okay. I have one more thing about the, uh, about the, the fight in Bellator. Because I, I knew a trainer who ha- had his fighter fought the champ, uh, Christina Williams fought her, and he told me that the champion, the, the physicality and the durability was just so much more than what people expect. He, he even said he, he thought she could compete at a professional level in kickboxing, maybe even boxing, not because her skill set, but her physicality and her strength and her durability. So if Denise can't really scare her off or hurt her early, um, she might really get run over. We'll see. We'll see. I think that could happen. All right. Anything else you want to talk about, Sean? Um, I think that's about it. I did want to mention that uh, Connor Watanabe, who lost a couple of weeks ago in Bellator, had uh, surgery on a uh, broken uh, broken orbital bone a couple of days ago. Yeah. Ugh, that's not good. Yeah, that's right. That could that could change that that could change the direction of your your career from this point on. Eh, she'll be okay. Anyways, that's about that's about it. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and my other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast. If you have any questions or comments for either uh, my blog or either my podcast, you can leave a voicemail. And if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.